Welcome to APU Sports Spotlight at Azusa Pacific University, a podcast hosted by me, Kaden Casey, in affiliation with Zoo News. There are so many talented athletes from all around the world here at APU, and Sports Spotlight wants to give them the opportunity to share how they came to compete at this school. On today's episode, I have two women's basketball players who traveled from Australia to play at APU. Hello, my name is Molly Whitmore. I am from Adelaide, South Australia. Hi, I'm Lauren Jones and I'm from Melbourne, Australia. Thank you so much for both being here with me today. Um, We're just going to get into about your experiences with basketball, what brought you here to APU, and your journey at APU so far. I know, Molly, you're a graduate, and Lauren, you're only a sophomore, so you're at two different points in your lives here at APU, but we're just going to see how those compare and contrast. Um, So for both of you, the first thing I'm going to ask is, what got you started into basketball? Yeah, for me, it was a family sport. My mum played it, my dad played it, my grandpa played it. Pretty much everyone in my family, it was either swimming or it was basketball, and I hated getting my hair wet. It was the number one thing that frustrated me the most because I always wanted good hair, and the chlorine just destroyed it. So I ended up picking basketball, not really knowing I would be decent at it, and it's obviously brought me a long way, but it was just a family sport. My parents always wanted me to try every sport, so I played netball, soccer, I swam. Um, I um, even did lacrosse for a little bit um, and basketball was the only one that really got my attention and really stuck so that's how I started and ended up keeping it as my primary sport. What about you Lauren? I'm basically the same so I grew up with basketball my dad and my mom played at a really high level my dad coached at a high level and my siblings were brought up with it and then obviously when I got to a certain age I was the same uh, I did play netball as well. So when I got to a certain point, I got to had to choose basically: do I want to play netball or do I want to play basketball? And I thought basketball is better than netball, in my opinion. So mm. I went with it. And in Australia, I have I have a small understanding of like how leagues work there. There's no high school basketball. It's just kind of similar to an AAU travel team to Cor- here. Correct. So it's all about where you live. So they're all um, along the state. There are different clubs. So if you live within a certain area um, from a specific club and you want to make the drive, you can drive an extra 20 minutes and play at another club if you want to. It just depends on where you live. But it's clubs, and then different clubs compete against each other, and then the best 15 out of all of those clubs make another team, and that is the team that represents that state. So the best 15 girls within South Australia would represent SA and play against the best 15 girls from where Lauren's from, which is Melbourne. So, yeah, no high school Mm -hmm. sports. Mm. Um, what was your experience like playing in those leagues? Um, in Melbourne, it's a very, very competitive basketball. Like It's one of the top basketball programs in Australia. Um, so it is very hard to make it in a top 10 team. So we have a VC pool, which is the top 10 best teams in the state. And you play against each other in the clubs. And you can make the classics, which is like a national ranked as well league. Um but yeah, we just would play against each other. And... Yeah, it's it's very similar in South Australia as well. And actually, South Australia and Victorians, they're actually rivals. So whenever it would come down to add a classics or um, at a state championship and SA was playing Vic, it would get a huge crowd because everyone knows that SA and Vic are rivals. So yeah, like Lauren said, it's all... You have your set club team that you play with every Friday. Um, 
and then if you're decent you um, move up to another team so basically you can go throughout your career in Australia and you can not just have played with those 10 girls but played with 50 other um, girls so everyone knows everyone and everyone mm-hmm. would have played if you're at a collegiate level everyone would have played with each other at some point or even against each other or against yeah everyone knows everyone yep. in Australia when especially in your age group when you're playing are there college teams in Australia at all we have unis we universities we call them unis it's not, not the same it, no it's not no the same. and the competition's shocking it's not good think of high school basketball yeah that's our equivalent so we have like a separate league <clears throat> in australia with called nbl1 which is more of a college level type it's where like WNBL, even NBA players, if they're on mm-hmm. off season or something like that, they can come down and play in NBL one as a preseason before they go into the actual competition. So like, I grew up playing against ex Olympians. Mm-hmm. Me too. Like yeah, like Rachel Jarry, Lauren I, Jackson's in NBL one. Yeah, right now. Lauren Jackson's in NBL one. Yeah. Um, we have um Aaron Phillips who now Aaron pl- Phillips played. Um, NBL one. She went to the WNBA. Um, now she's playing at the top um, league in the women's AFL. We, I've had um, my dad as well as Lauren, as well as um, Lauren's dad, excuse me, um, coaches at a very high level, and we've had players from the G League in the states come down and play in the off season. It's a semi-professional league. So, like I said, you play in your clubs, and then once you hit 16 years old, you can still play in your club because you're still young enough. However, you are now eligible to play NBA 1. So, Lauren and I have been playing against 25 to 30-year-old women since we were 16 years old. So, it's kind of like an open team, but you just have to be 16. And if you're good enough, you can play on it. Wow, that's amazing. Mm. Um, What brought you guys to APU? Well... My dad and I were, like, looking at top-end, like, Division two schools and Division one schools, like, being realistic, what I could get into um, as everyone, yeah. So we went through and we found APU. And for me, like, I wanted to stay in the West Coast. I didn't really want to go to the East Coast that much um, because it's closer to home and it's just, like, easier travel as well. Um, and we saw APU and then we saw that Molly from Australia. So we're like, okay. So, like, they take into so – some schools don't take international students. They'd be like, you're too much money. We're not con- – no, mm. that's literally what happens. Mm. Like, you're, you're, you're too much money. We can't – not going to bother. So, sorry. So, um, we <laughs> – I reached out to Coach, gave him, like, my high school transcripts, my highlight video, like, everything. And um, he liked it, obviously. It was a lot harder, though, for me personally to get tape because m- – snack COVID like full on like I had under 18s top age and we had mm. nationals uh, under 18s nationals and they got cancelled because of COVID especially Melbourne like yeah. we had six lockdowns I hated that that's tough mm. yeah. coach, coach would um, and he still does when there's in a when there's an Australian girl that reaches out to coach he comes to me every time and all I have to do is look at the history and if she has played in the Victorian League, she's good enough to play here. And that's what happened with Lauren. Coach reached out to me saying, I don't know a lot about the competition in Australia, what's good, what's bad, what do you think? Dad and I looked, she played in Vic League and she played in East Coast and stuff like that, which is what I competed in. So you automatically know that she would compete really well. For me, getting into APU, I was looking at a couple of other schools. Um, however, Coach's old assistant at the time 
Um, she was alumni of APU and used to play on the women's basketball team. And then her name was Miriam and she um, was coach's assistant. She came down to play in NBL one. Um, I was playing for West Adelaide Bearcats at the time and my dad was coaching at the Woodville Warriors and Miriam came and played for the women's Woodville Warriors team. And we played against each other and we met each other just through people. And she just said, how old are you? And I said, I'm 16. Um, are you interested in going to college? And I said, yeah, I am. Because she was in her mid-20s and I was 16 and we were playing against each other. Um, so she said, all right, well, I'm the um, assistant at APU. Send me a tape and I'll send it to my coach. And within a month, I was offered a scholarship. So that was a really big blessing. It kind of, it, unfortunately to say, a lot of the time in college, it is who you know. Um, but it was a blessing because she just came to me and everything worked out really well. Mm, yeah. Um, you're talking about how both of your dads are coaches in Australia. What's it like having a dad like that, you know? It is. I love it as well because he pushes me in a way that I know other coaches wouldn't. So he's not scared to tell me if I did not do the best I could possibly do and he'll push me in that aspect. I'm the complete opposite. I don't like it because it's basketball is already so much of our lives. I love my dad and there was a time where my dad actually coached me and after the game was over, the game wasn't over. We spoke about it on the oh, whole yeah. ride home, all <laughs> yeah. throughout dinner. Like we could, it just we couldn't let it go. So, my dad and now my brother for the first time. My brother's just turned seventeen and is now playing NBA one, and is playing under my dad. So it'll be interesting to see how that uh-huh. dynamic goes if they enjoy it. My dad and I have it in common, and it is something we can talk about. But at the end of the day, I just want my dad to be my dad. Mm-hmm. So I love that he has a passion coaching these people. But at the same time, I want to talk about a lot of other things rather than basketball. Um, so bittersweet for me. I I can relate to that, though. My dad probably coached me majority of my junior career. Oh, my, So <laughs> we kind of alternate because oh. my siblings and I, we, like, all played at, at the club. So, like, it was like a my brother had my dad for, like, two years. Dad was like, no, nope, not coaching you. And then he had, like, my sister and I between us, like, five years each. So, because... Oh, I don't know how he did it. Good. <laughs> what, if the dynamic works, that's great. But just for me, it was Oh, just, we were clash heads. Oh, but... yeah. It, it, it was just too much. And I hated that I had to call him coach instead of dad. Like, it was just a really uh, weird dynamic. And sometimes, like, just with favoritism and stuff like that... I'm was... like, that would be the opposite. Be like, no, you run the lines. Yeah, it was... I'm going to favour the other children <laughs> because... <laughs> You're, you can do better you than that. Line. <laughs> How do you think your shift from having a dad to for your coach to now having your coach has been? I've always resonated with male coaches personally. I've had a couple female coaches here and there, but it's it's really hard for them to create, um, especially when you get older as a player. It's hard for those coaches to create um, that boundary because we're both women and we have a lot in common. Where male and um, male coaches and female coaches only have so much in common. So. I've always gravitated towards um, male coaches and it's it was really easy for me. I, I'm a player that can get yelled at and can get mm-hmm. absolutely chewed out and I'm that's how I learn. If you say something nicely to me, I, in my head it registers as, okay, it's not that important, I'll work on it. But because I've always been around my dad's team who are a bunch of 25-year-old guys, I've seen how they communicate and that's gotten me in trouble in the past when playing with women because I communicate as if a male would on the floor and mm-hmm. women are different. So I've slowly, I, I think I've just got a hang of it and it's my fifth year, but <laughs> progress is progress. 
I've always communicated very stubborn and very verbal um, because I've grown up watching men play. So it was a really, um, I think Coach and I relate on a really good level. So it was a really easy transition for me. Yeah, I mainly had, like, dominantly it was male coaches. Um, I only had a few female coaches, which is also a blessing. Like, my mum coached me growing up as well. But, like, also I had, like, Jenny Screen coaching me at Nationals, which is such a big honour because she was an Olympian as well and everything. And um, with Coach, it was really easy because he coached so similar to my old coaches back at home. Mm -hmm. Like, very straightforward, like, he'll tell you how it is take it or leave it type of situation and they will like joke around as well every now and then like he'll have a laugh as well but when things need to be like serious he'll tell you what it is which I yeah fine, it's fine. do you guys want to go into some of your accomplishments here at APU you guys have a great program a lot of um uh championships under your belt what's that like oh it's it, it's phenomenal it, it's it's good to know that even though I decided to go D2, that um, I was still welcomed into a very high-ranking D2 school. I wanted, I wanted to win. I wanted to um, accomplish specific things and stuff like that. But going D1, just with a lot of my friends, and they went D1, and they just didn't have a social life. And it was all about winning relationships between athletics and um, like staff and coaches wasn't there. It was just all about winning. So being able to go to a D2 school where we've won several um, PacWest conference championships, we've won regionals, um, I think, while I've been here twice, gone to the Elite Eight. Um, I've had some personal accomplishments as well, but it's it's been a big blessing being able to still feel important and still be encouraged to become a really good woman in person, not just win my coach championships and win my coach um, specific things. So it's a, AP has a really good balance of making sure that they breed really good people but also um athletes that can accomplish great things as well i was going to add molly has over a thousand points as well as Paige. yeah so Paige and Paige molly just got me i think she's ahead of me by 22 right molly. now my dad brought that up the other day <laughs> like, rats. molly and Paige are over the thousand which is such a big accomplishment not many players get to do that in a college career like it's such a big deal and only being in my second year i love the atmosphere we have on the team like we're all so encouraging because at a high level like we do play at and we are one of the more competitive and higher ranked teams that in division two mm. yeah it's good to keep that positive like environment and I think we do that as well as competitively and mm. it's just good to like for me personally like especially last season like I looked up to like majority, like all of you guys just to get know what I need to do how to be a better teammate player on the court. What do I? What's my role? And I think that's really helped me grow this season, knowing what I need to do to help this team become, like win regionals and go to the lead eight and everything, which is, we can totally do that, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> and Molly, you're in your fifth year. What Do you have any future plans for playing basketball? Are you gonna coach? Are you gonna continue playing or anything? No. <laughs> I'm done. I I had enough love for the game. I've been doing this competitively at a really high level since I was maybe 14, and mm-hmm. it's been great. I've learned how to respect authority. I've learned how – because basketball, yes, it's a sport, but it teaches you so many life skills. I've learned how, like I said, respect authority, work as a team, um, encourage different perspective, um, learn that life isn't always about winning. There are so many life lessons within sports. 
Um, but I'm excited to do something else because I'm not a basketball player. Like I'm just I'm bas. It's not who I am. It's just what mm. I do. So I'm excited to try. Like I've always wanted to really get into spin class and like <laughs> yeah. yoga and Pilates, and I love rock climbing. But I just haven't been able to do a lot of these things because God forbid I get injured mm-hmm. and then like I've signed a contract. So that I that wouldn't be right. Um, so no, I I'll definitely miss it and I'll still do what I can. But I'm I'm ready to see what other capabilities I have. Mm. Lauren, I know it's only your second year, but looking to the future, do you think that you would go into coaching at all? I do some coaching. Like before I came here, I would coach under 12, like girls, just mm-hmm. to help them out. My dad kind of like threw me on, like threw me into it. He was like, oh yeah, you're going to be head coach. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but it's such a, like a big learning lesson as well. Just like knowing different perspective as well not only as a player but as a coach and you it's just I enjoy coaching it is fun it's fun helping kids get better especially if they love the sport mm. it's just it brings us it's frustrating sometimes don't get me wrong but it's just yeah but um I love it overall but I'll probably keep playing whether it's a high level or not I just like domestic or something even mm-hmm. I just like playing it's fun sport because Lauren's going to go back to Australia afterwards mm-hmm. I'm staying here so Lauren can go back and play NBL1 or can play um, high social domestic or something like that where with me there are not a lot of options like that after college you either go to the WNBA or you go and play overseas something like that mm. so she has a lot more of opportunity to play at a high level and get paid yeah. mind you back home yeah no Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and then final question for you guys. What obstacles have you faced throughout your life and your basketball career that have brought you to where you are today? Um, for me personally is just being away from family. Like it is such a, for me, I'm a family person. Like it's hard for me to be away from family and friends for a long period of time. But then that also brings out the aspect of building a family here which I do have so I do have like people to talk to and stuff like that if I do feel homesick or something um but yeah that's just yeah really similar for me I was actually fortunate to meet um my partner that I'm still with now I met him oh my goodness a couple weeks into my freshman year and we started dating straight away so I've spent Christmas every Christmas every Thanksgiving every Easter Um, every Halloween, New Year's with his family. So I've had that family dynamic for a long time. I don't know what it's like to necessarily be in Lauren's position where there's no one for for several years in a row, which I can't imagine. But for me, yeah, there are definitely lonely times, especially because there are times where I just want to get coffee with my Mm mum, but she's asleep on the other (laughs) side of the world. Wake up, mum. So... um, but I think uh, some other obstacles for me is I kind of already touched on this, but I just communication wise has been very different for me. Um, I've like I've grown up with uh, male role models and have watched how they've interacted. Therefore, bring that um, into how um, I play the game. And a lot of girls like in Australia have grown up with me and know that's just how I am. But it came as a culture shock to a lot of other girls when it came to APU. So I had to build those bridges and I was thankful that they knew my heart and knew that I wasn't a tough person off the floor, but on the floor, I like getting things done quickly. Um, but this year's going great so far and other obstacles is just bodies. 
because it, 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 it's not just a sport. Like, this is a job. Everyone, even if you're not on scholarship, even if you're a walk-on, you're still practicing with everyone every single day, and it is a full-time job. Um, so definitely making sure that I take care of my body, that I still have somewhat of a social life, but I'm also getting my studies done. It's, it's a big juggle. Um, but you learn that over time. And this school is really good about giving um, athletes, especially international athletes, grace. Mm-hmm. because um, they know what it's like. And if they don't know what it's like, they give you even more grace because they don't, they can't say, I understand. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on the show today. Um, do you have any final words that you would like to encourage student athletes, international athletes with? Um, I think if you're not going to try it, like if you want to try it, try it. And you can always just like, for me personally, like I remember my parents said to me, if you don't enjoy it, it's okay. You can always just come home, you know? Like, it's not a big deal if you tried it and it wasn't for you and that is okay. It's not for everybody, but have a go at it because it is, like, really fun if you, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and I, oh, my goodness, there have been several times in my life that I will never, like, several things that I will never do again, but, but it's like you just said, Oh well, it didn't work out. Thank goodness I tried it because who knows what would have happened if I didn't try it. Like better say, oh well, instead of what if I actually did yeah. try it. I wonder what would happen. You might regret I'll it. I'll kick myself in the hip for the rest of my life if I didn't just try something. So absolutely, and it's very, and I can just speak from my Australian perspective. It is very common for um, high-level basketball players in Australia to get um, U.S. scholarships and come to the states. It's actually extremely common. Um, but yeah, I know several people that came for six months, like a semester, hated it and then came home. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely try it because you never know who you're going to meet. Um, like it scares me. I, I, I wanted to come. I did. But at the same time, I was like, I don't know if I could leave home. And I met the love of my life in America. So oh, it freaks me out to think what if <laughs> I did just not come. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. And we want to thank you for listening to our second episode of Sports Spotlight here at APU. We'll be back with another episode soon. I'm your host, Kaden Casey, signing off.